Oh. Uh, <laughs> still exciting. Uh, it's still good. Yeah. And you know Vader's the reason it jammed. Yeah. Vader's just the end of the hallway thinking, yeah. these fools. <laughs> oh, no. Just putting my foot in the door. <laughs> just stopping it. <laughs> Maybe it's just uh, a guy with asthma. Maybe it's just a yes. guy with asthma. Nope. Nope. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's... How do we... Like, no, none of us knew, going into Rogue One, that we we're yeah. going to get the best Darth yeah. Vader scene. It's still, my heart is pounding. I'm, we're coming back to this, too. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. it's just like perfect Vader. It's yeah. flawless. Oh, I have to applaud this. Mm -hmm. This is, it's just, I, I will rewatch this scene. It's like, this is up there with the trench run, yes. with uh, uh, Vader's duel with Luke. In Empire mm -hmm. and in Return of the Jedi, like mm -hmm. there's just some scenes that are just rewatching, and who would have thought that that would have come up in Rogue One when we? Watched I know, it, you know, I, that was definitely going into that movie. I was not expecting. I tricked my nephew into going to that movie. My nephew refuses to watch Star Wars because he's a contrarian little <laughs> bastard, and because I love it so much, <laughs> he just won't get into it. So I was like, "Do you want to go see a movie about aliens that are fighting with guns?" And he's like, "Yes." And then I got there, and it was Rogue One, and he was like, this is Star Wars, isn't it? But even he had to admit <laughs> that that was enjoyable, so. Yeah, I mean, Rogue One doesn't have the opening crawl. You yeah. almost can get away with it yeah. until Darth Vader shows up yeah. on Mustafar. Yeah, and the Stormtroopers uh, gave it Imperial away, too. Like, yeah, uh, Storm, yeah, that's true, yeah. that's true. He's like, you almost got me, Uncle Tom. And, and the giant thinking. smile on my face for throughout the entire <laughs> movie. <laughs> He saw my joy and he read that as a as a deception. The games, the mind games you play with your nephew. I know. Well, more he like doesn't know how lucky me. He is. I'm not smart enough to play mind games. But <laughs> well, hello there. Welcome back to New Rock Stars. We just rewatched one of our favorite sequences in all of Star Wars, the ending of Rogue One, because this is the era of Darth Vader that we will return to in just a handful of weeks as we wait for Kenobi. <laughs> this is WookieLeaks, our weekly reaction to the latest in Star Wars. I'm Eric Voss. I'm here with Tommy Bechtold. We're Ooh. back on Mondays, Tommy. Yeah. Way to start the week with you. Monday fun day, baby. It's like church too. You know, you get lifted up at mass <laughs> on Sunday, and then you come back to WookieLeaks on Monday. It's that cup of coffee you need after all the sinning you did all weekend, you know? I mean, church too is what we got when we fell asleep during church. That's right. So we had to go back and sit through the 1130 right. service. Like or you didn't listen to everything the priest said. That's right, or when they back tack on like a youth group thing at the end of church, they're like, now oh, we'd yeah. like to encourage all the youths to gather in the basement for donuts and a mixer. It's like, no, church <laughs> is over. Church <laughs> is over. <laughs> Going to Catholic school, sometimes I'd have to go three times a week to church because oh, yeah. we Catholic would go school, on they, they Fridays. They really rack up the numbers. They really do. I'm like, I've already been to church this week. They're like, also, you got an altar server, so I had altar serve some other services during the week. Exactly. So, so they, I mean, they're, they're like, you got to punch your card a million times before you get into heaven <laughs> if you're a Catholic. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. We have a we we uh, we tee off from the from the uh, further back. That's right. From the protest. I don't know golf. Obi-Wan Kenobi is coming May 25th on Disney+, and it's going to feature the return of Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader, which is a fascinating choice that confirms we will not just see the villain in his classic mask and silhouette form, but also some additional form under the mask that requires Hayden to return for the role. So what forms is Vader's human face going to take on this series? Are we just going to see Clone Wars flashbacks, or are we going to see some kind of force-projected ghost, or maybe some creepy nightmare projections that haunt Obi-Wan Kenobi? 
Kenobi? Are we going to see under the mask like an Iron Man heads up display kind of oh. thing? Or is he just going to be pulling a Boba Fett and soaking the scars in a bubble back there the whole time? And that's how we see him. Oh my God. That's what we're going to be exploring on this episode. It's just what Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader is going to look like on the show because mm -hmm. it's not just going to be the mask. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't need Hayden otherwise for that. Um, so before we get into that, the special book of Boba Fett latest obsession shirt is sold out over at epicuroshop.com. The previous latest obsession shirts for No Way Home and Hawkeye are already sold out. And keep a lookout for uh, a, an Obi-Wan Kenobi shirt Ooh. late May. It's I've, I've seen some early designs. Hello, shirt. Pretty, pretty cool. Yes. <laughs> this is the shirt you're looking for. Hello, <laughs> shirt. <laughs> shirt me, baby. That's the catchphrase <laughs> I'm working on. It's, Philip's going to hang on to that one. He'll like that. That'll shirt me, go. baby. We're going to green light shirt me, baby, as a shirt as well. <laughs> Kenobi. What will Darth Vader's face look like in Obi-Wan Kenobi? Yes, there is a reason this series is bringing back Hayden Christensen because if all they wanted was Darth Vader, they could have done what they did with Rogue One, as we saw in this opening clip. They bring in a physical team. In that movie, it was Spencer Wilding and Daniel Naparis, and of course, had James Earl Jones doing the voiceover. They could just do some version of that now, but no, 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 no. They need Hayden's face, his body, his voice for this one, which tells us something about what this show is cooking up for Darth Vader. The simple answer is that they could just need Hayden for flashbacks to the Clone Wars era, but that can't be the only reason, because the show producers have promised a rematch between Kenobi and Vader, and I don't think they would have Hayden sit out that epic fight on the series. Like, to bring him back all this time, just to, when it comes to the one reason many fans are watching the show, to bench him and have the stunt guys and J.E.J. -E take over? No, I don't think that's going to happen. I think... Hayden is brought back, and he's going to be the one locking swords with Ewan McGregor. And that's not to say we won't see Clone War era, era flashbacks. That, that could be the case. We could see mm. some flashbacks to the Revenge of the Sith era. You know, that'd be pretty fun to see. Some live-action version of what we saw in Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. um, but I also don't think this will be a simple matter of Hayden just being scarred in a back-to-tank. Like... He's going to have some active role. Yeah. Uh, like we did see Vader in the back to tank in the Mustafar Castle in Rogue One. That could also be something we see. But I think the series is going to have some active element for Hayden to do physically. The reason why you bring him back. I also don't think we're going to see Hayden with his Vader mask off as he fights uh, Obi-Wan. Just because Vader can't take his mask off for long periods of time. You know, without suffocating or dying. Mm -hmm. He needs a mask. Uh, and I think it would just feel a little lame to do an Iron Man and just punch into his face under the mask. Like, mm -hmm. just see the top of the half of his face angrily yelling because that could just be something Hayden Christensen did, like, in a green room. Like, just mm -hmm. have him sit in a dark room and they shoot him. He doesn't need to be on set at all right. with uh, Ewan McGregor to do that. Um, but we also have to bear in mind, like, we're under all these little limitations that are closing doors of possibilities for how we're going to see... Uh, like, it's not like we can't see them in these ways, but like, there needs to be one specific, one or two specific options for how we're going to see Hayden, at least on set with Ewan McGregor on the show. And we have to bear in mind that this series is going to be set mostly on Tatooine, uh, during the era when Obi-Wan Kenobi is looking out for young Luke Skywalker, 10 years mm. old. And the issue with that is hardly anyone knew that Obi-Wan Kenobi was on that planet. Uh, uh, Bail Organa, Leia, Leia found out later, R2, who knows everything, mm -hmm. Yoda, I'm pretty sure knows, Captain Antilles found out when Leia found out, and then of course Uncle Owen, Aunt Beru, they knew, um, but Darth Vader certainly did not know, we didn't uh, see Maul figure out where uh, Obi-Wan was until Rebels, 
So I don't think we're gonna see Vader and Obi-Wan fight on Tatooine. I also don't know if we're gonna see Obi-Wan leave Tatooine on this show. Uh, he just may be there the whole time. We, we don't really know yet. Uh, but I see two very cool possibilities for what form Hayden Christensen and Darth Vader could take on the show. The first option would be an adaptation of Charles Soule's Darth Vader Dark Lord of the Sith comic series from 2017. Mm. We referenced that when we were talking about Mandalorian season two. That's mm. uh, There's a, an issue where we see Darth Vader meditating and his self-projection just looks gnarly. Mm -hmm. It's like this monstrous scarred form floating in a kind of hellish space. His, but his like lower half and his arms are white. You just kind of see the internal battle projected that yeah. way in his mind. And uh, perhaps that could be the demonic image that continues to haunt Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, now, in those comic panels, you see uh, these like blue butterfly things. We're wondering if those are the same blue butterflies that swarmed Grogu when he was communicating with Luke Skywalker on, on Titan. Mm. We might learn more about what those things really are. But uh, that form, if you look at the comics, doesn't even look, it barely looks humanoid. Right. Like the face doesn't have any uh, specific features that, that look like Anakin Skywalker. So the second option that I think we might actually see on the series is a kind of force projection. Because last week we talked about how the series could show Obi-Wan Kenobi learning how to transform into a force ghost from Qui-Gon Jinn as Yoda promised that we would see during this era in Revenge of the Sith. Also in The Last Jedi, Luke Skywalker proved he could project his consciousness remotely while still alive and use that to fight Kylo Ren. So perhaps that will be what this rematch duel looks like. Obi-Wan learning from force ghost Qui-Gon how to remotely project his consciousness to face Vader who could do the same thing. So we have his projection taking the appearance of his unscarred, you know, uh, maskless self. Mm -hmm. So that would make the battle between these two a battle of souls. Mm. Like a Jedi and a Sith trying to drive each other insane with their tortured solitude. Yeah. You know? They aren't actually in a physically in the same space, but we still feel that those epic stakes that we felt when they fought on Mustafar in uh, Revenge of the Sith. Right. What do you think, Tommy? I think that's really interesting, and I think that gives, uh, once again, the, uh, the I think the psychological high ground to Obi-Wan, because why would Anakin project himself as the version of himself before he turned to the ways of the Sith? You know, like, I mean, before, I mean, I guess he was technically still Anakin before he went to Mustafar, but, like, that version of himself represents the version that was married to Padme and expecting children excitedly, very human, very, you know, Good, for lack of a better uh, or a more articulate way to say it. So Obi-Wan can automatically use that in a, in a battle of wits of being like, why is this the version of yourself you're facing me with? You know, why right. not? Why not your current form, which is the destiny that you chose, you know? Right. And that might be something that Vader uses to get under Obi-Wan's skin even more. Like that would be harder for Obi-Wan to face than this machine face, you know, that doesn't have the eyes that he would look into as a friend and as a brother all those years. I think it'd be harder for Obi-Wan to fight uh, a, a human face, you know? Um, and I think that's that's the way we get to it. Because if you think, in A New Hope, Vader says, a presence I haven't felt since and just kind of trails off. But that presence could refer to anything. It could refer to a battle on any kind of plane of existence, uh, a, a more spiritual plane or a more physical plane. And I don't know if I want to see just another physical sword fight between them because the battle on Mustafar was so great. What What's going to be different about that, you know? Uh, just another fight, but now it's Vader fighting Ewan McGregor? Like, 
Cool. I'll watch it. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I will watch it. Find no, that'd be, to that would it. be cool. But I hear what you're saying. It doesn't up the stakes in any way. It doesn't move their personal journey together, their, their relationship along in any sort of significant way. If it's just a physical battle, you know, like there has to be there has to be some emotion and some reasoning behind it. Why, why is this happening? Is Obi-Wan still not giving up on Anakin? You know, is he is he is he kind of like Luke just relentlessly going to try and pull Anakin Skywalker out of Darth Vader, and we just never saw that in A New Hope because we had such limited time to get all of this, you know, it's the, the launching of the Star Wars universe, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess what I am pitching, and some fans may balk at this thinking it sounds stupid, but essentially we have Vader in his uh, in his solitude in his castle, we have Obi-Wan in his solitude in on Tatooine, and then they're just reaching out to each other through the Force, and then their mental projections of each other and of themselves are fighting on some kind of recreated hellish uh, uh, mystical realm. Are fans going to look at that and be like, that's lame. That's that's stupid. They're not actually fighting. Um, or could they see that as like, no, this is exactly the version I want to see. Um, because we know both of these characters will survive this conflict because they have histories ahead of them or they have futures ahead of them. Um, but who's going to win the mental battle? Who's going to walk away more mentally scarred? from this battle and is there someone else whose life is in a jeopardy right and now? i would say not to go too far in predicting but i would say that it looks like anakin wins because in the end you see ben kenobi in a new hope and he's basically like a crazy i mean he's a crazy wizard as they refer to, you know what i mean like i mean he's still got all of his like he seems pretty much like resigned to just like hanging out in tattooing right and, and like keeping luke safe like darth vader is out there working on the Death Star and, like, you know, doing doing evil deeds. So I would say, like, it, it looks as though if we take, if this is the way that it goes, Anakin may end up with the upper hand here. Um, now, to uh, to be clear, Darth Vader, I believe, at this point in history, did not yet know about the Death Star. That was a Galen Erso Krennic joint. Uh, and then Vader, once he found out about it, was a little perturbed by a super weapon. Um, the military industrial might was always something that he never suspected would be the answer to all of uh, his problems. Well, I guess I the just meant he was, he his was anger ruling or he was he was running shit with the Empire pretty with a pretty forceful hand. He was. Uh, Yes, absolutely. And I think you're right, Tommy. I think he will walk away the victor from this. Um, not just, uh, they had that exchange when they dueled on the Death Star, like, uh, when we last faced. I was a student, now I am the master. You know, I think he's kind of recognizing his own dominance as they, as they face each other again. And he's, like, taunting him. He's like, what are you doing, old man? Like, I thought we settled this. Right, like, right, right. You're yeah. in no shape yeah, this to be is, fighting Yeah, me. this is not, yeah. This is very unwise. Right. I'm just thinking, like, I, I like that Hayden Christensen's back. I think he he deserves some redemption for anyone who might still have some misgivings about his portrayal of Anakin Skywalker. Um, but, like, if it was just going to be an Obi-Wan Kenobi show where he had a rematch with Vader, just logically, you do not need Hayden Christensen to put on that costume again and do all the stunt work. You could have anyone do it. Um, so what is Hayden Christensen going to Hayden Christensen going to bring to the table? They need to have written something for him to make that worth it. They need to have a moment between him and Ewan, like face to face. And to me, the coolest way to do it is a it's just like a new type of uh, force duel that we have not yet seen. Only little bits and pieces of uh, like in the Last Jedi, we saw it in uh, the Rise of Skywalker, where Kylo and, and Rey right, were dueling, right, but not to this level where it would be. 
you know, I mean, yeah. also characters, we're both we care characters about. <laughs> are aware of it because Kylo did not yeah. know he was fighting a force projection. And uh, for anyone who loves the sequels and said that, you know, we actually do care about Ray and Kylo. Yes, I, I do care about them as much, too. But I think universally, everyone seems to like Obi-Wan Kenobi and, uh, and wants to see him fight Vader again. Yes. So that's all I've said. That's all I I'm don't saying. think that's an I, unfair I, thing I to say. I think it's an unfair thing to say. I also think that the sequel trilogy is unfairly maligned. I never want to erase it. I love so much about uh, those movies. Yes, they are flawed. And they made some choices that I'm not a big fan of. But I I really, really like each of those movies in different ways. And I um, think so. everyone involved creatively should be sentenced to death. <laughs> so how do you feel about that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I echo your sentiments, Eric. I, I feel the same way as you do about them. Demonetize for threats of violence. Yeah. <laughs> All right, don't do it. Cut it out then. No, leave it in. Leave it in. We don't Let want money from this watch. video. Thank you to Bluetooth for sponsoring this episode. We're pretty confident in our theories here on WikiLeaks, and confidence can take you pretty far in life and in the bedroom, and that's where Bluetooth comes in. Bluetooth is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets, and at a fraction of the cost, you can plan ahead or be ready for whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. You sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you will receive your prescription within days. And it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Bluetooth's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in discreet package. So if you could benefit from some extra confidence when it's time to perform, Blue Chew can help. And we've got a special deal for our audience. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code of new rockstars at checkout. Just pay the $5 in shipping. That's bluechew.com. Promo code new rockstars to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. We thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the show. All right, Tommy, um, another interesting thing that could be coming up in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series is we just spent, you know, seven weeks with Tamora Morrison playing Boba Fett on the Book of Boba Fett, but could Tamora Morrison return in Obi-Wan Kenobi as a clone trooper? Because we know characters like Commander Cody could still be around. A lot of the clone troopers did get killed or, or discontinued. You know, we saw that in Bad Batch. Um, uh, Tarkin was like, we do not need clone troopers anymore. We'll have recruits that will be our army. Um, but characters like Rex did survive Order 66. He's still out there. We know he makes it uh, through Rebels. He's still alive in this universe. Uh, and then, of course, the Bad Batch. They're still around somewhere. And Tamar Morrison, as the clone character, as the face of all clones, could he show back up on the show? Well, I think they owe him two episodes of a TV show based on screen time. So, <laughs> I mean, like, that's just... Uh... Maybe just contractually, they're like, hey, we're going to take two of yours out, but we're going to throw you into a... There's just always going to be a debt. There's always going to be a debt in all of these shows to, to a certain character. Like, Ewan McGregor is going to have to get two episodes of Ahsoka somehow. So it'll be like... It'll just always carry through. Uh, you know, I don't personally... You know, I don't, ha in my own desires, have a like a burning desire to see him come back as a clone trooper. I'd like to maybe get some more exploration of Boba Fett in possibly a different way than the TV show went. But from what the response that I have seen from fans of our channel, there is a deep desire for Rex to make an appearance in this show. 
it seems like a lot of the people that communicate with me on Twitter and Instagram are dying for Rex to appear in this show in some capacity. I, mean, I am too. Yeah. I mean, Rex, I would say Rex is would be more fun to see return in Ahsoka. He had that relationship with Ahsoka, and that's, you know, I'm more interested to see that pairing again. Really, the clone trooper who had the close relationship with Obi-Wan was Commander Cody. He's the one who picked up his lightsaber, handed it to him, and then tried to murder him. But So we don't know what happened with Cody, we, but we assume, uh, or at least I don't know what new chapters of the story they may tell with Commander Cody if they ever do. I would assume he would try to murder Obi-Wan Kenobi if you ever saw him again. But I'm wondering the Bad Batch, right? Like, how fun would it be to have uh, Tamar Morrison's face mapped on five different people as they come on save Obi-Wan's life in something or save someone else's life? And even, it, even just one Omega episode. Even just a one episode Yeah, just one quick in. moment. Yeah. That would be wild. Yeah. That would be so fun to, yeah. to see Crusher, like a big, beefy clone yeah. with Tamar Morrison's yes. face on there. Hunter, you know? <laughs> yes. Uh, Echo. All of them. Yeah. I all love these it. characters. I think they're still around. I yeah. want to see them again. Um, well, anyway, what better but, time uh, than Yeah, I think, is it more interesting to see more clone troopers show up again, or are we more interested to see the live-action Inquisitors get started? The Inquisitors being the, the Jedis who were... Uh, who were enlisted basically to hunt down the other Jedi. Yeah. Seeing the, that whole operation get started. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, I think I'm more excited to see the Inquisitors get up and running just because that's such a diabolical group. <laughs> so I think that's more, that'll be more fun to see in live action and, and, and out like that. So for me personally, what might be more fun? Probably, probably the Bad Batch showing up. Probably a little less traumatic to see on screen. But uh, yeah, I think... I, I, I hope tomorrow Morrison gets more screen time on the Star Wars TV shows. Uh, and I'm sure I certainly think there's a pathway for him to come in on this show. Yeah, I, I think at this point now, uh, Bad Batch is showing us the post military life of the clone troopers. Right. Yes, they're still involved in military operations and, and missions and things like that. But they're not uh, inscripted in any other kind of like war at this point. They're just kind of picking their own battles. And that's what was so interesting to see about Rex and Rebels is that life was behind them. So I think that's what I would want to see with Clone Troopers now. I want to explore Rex as a character. I, I think it'd be fascinating to see him hang out with Ahsoka. Um, especially since, like, she hasn't really hung out with Boba Fett, right? She has been in that world, but never around each other. So it's just hilarious that, you know... Uh, Tamar Morrison's playing both characters. Yeah. So she would just see his face and be like, Rex? Wait, no, Wait. you're one of the other ones. Yeah. Which one are you? Well, we'll leave it there for this episode of WikiLeaks. Uh, we're going to be on Mondays from now until late uh, May, right? When Obi-Wan Kenobi comes back. Um, and we're going to be talking about whatever topics you guys care the most about with Star Wars that week. So let us know on Twitter every week. Uh, hit up me and Tommy. If you have like a burning Star Wars question... Now's the time to ask it, because we got a lot of time. I mean, we'll have an Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer at some point soon, hopefully. But in the meantime, we're just going to, like, react to some of our favorite clips from Star yeah, Wars. We're going to talk Star Wars, because we love it. Yeah, we're talking Star Wars every week with you guys. So uh, I love that we get to do this. And uh, as long as, like, you know, some people still watch these, we'll get to keep doing them. So thank you for watching, for making it this far. Thank you, Tommy, for joining me. As always, My absolute always pleasure, Eric. Great way to start my week. I love moving it to Mondays because uh, things can only go downhill from here. <laughs> you can follow Tommy at Tommy Bechtold. Follow me at EA Voss. Follow New Rockstars and subscribe to WikiLeaks wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for watching and goodbye. Goodbye. Guys.